All right, boys and germs, welcome to the crack pit. I don't really know what edition this is because I've lost count and it's been a fucking long time between episodes. Um, and today I'm joined with my friend Steph here, who uh, it's just outside Byron Bay is where you live. Isn't that, am I right? Yeah. 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 So we're doing it via Zoom. Um, and Steph is a psychologist and she's uh, been seeing my daily crack videos this week, which has been pretty much, uh, it didn't turn out to, it didn't, I didn't mean it for it to turn out this way, but it's been a whole series of relation shit stuff that I've been talking about. And Steph, you got some uh, interesting insights, I think, to what I've been talking about. And maybe you can let the audience know, whoever's listened to us know why you have um, an interest in this topic. Yeah, I think that I was actually initially really inspired by what you were sharing because it was so honest. And that is something really new to see from the masculine, from men in relationships. So I think that was really refreshing. And from a business perspective, I think that that is a really great um, skill and value to have. And then something that I wanted to get involved and talk about. So we talked about today being being the only honesty box addition to your little podcast that you're running um, and just a little bit about myself I'm a psychologist but also I have life experience with this shit so I don't always get it right as well I've had big mess ups in relationships and that has taught me a lot about life so not only do I see clients every day in therapy about relationship stuff but also I've messed things up in my own life that's really helped me um, develop myself on a personal and professional level. Absolutely. And I think that a little bit of the theme of my my videos has been it's taken all these fuck-ups for me to feel like this is information I feel other people need to hear. I'm still not getting it right. You know, yeah. so yeah. it's really probably my own opinions. I know a lot of people might hear them and be like, well, that's a lot of cock. But maybe it is. But there'll be definitely some people that'll go, you know, I'm in the same boat. No, but what I love about this, because it's really great, it's true in a sense that we grow from our experiences. So what we learn from the most is where we mess up. So if we can just shift the dialogue there to call that a challenge and an opportunity to learn something really great about life. Um, so that we can do differently next time or we can stuff up next time but know that we've stuffed up, then that's going to that's gonna create a world of value. We can't be perfect in everything that we do. We have to stuff up to learn. Yeah, 100% agree. Um, and not expecting the other person to be 100% perfect either. Not expecting another. God, no. Yeah. Like if we're being real and we're being honest about relationships, like we really get into that. Um we're not perfect and we can't project that onto our partner. I think something that you've been saying throughout the week is uh, the problem with either wearing a mask yourself or having your partner wear a mask and expecting them to be all your values, your perfect partner, you expect them to present in this particular way so that when they mess up, it really hurts their projection that you put upon them that you know you wanted them to be this person because this is who you expected to have a relationship with so the reality of who you're seeing and the person you're in a relationship with are two complete different things yeah 
yeah, yeah. It's, it's a it's a mind fuckery field i've been yeah. on i suppose I've, I've myself personally i've been on the receiving end of that where someone has put on a persona and you fall in love with that persona you fall in love with that that person and then not long down the road you're you're introduced to this whole other person where it's it's not the values it's not the ideals and then you're meant to feel guilty about stuff that this person liked about you at the beginning and then all of a sudden that stuff is a problem and it's like how is how is how is this good doing a full fucking 180 on me it's like doing exactly the same shit but yeah. now it, it it's 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 causing problems it's making another person upset um what do I have to do here? Do I have to change? It brings in a lot of self-doubt in yourself, like what's going on? And um, you feel like you do need to change. You feel like you do need to, because obviously you want to keep the relationship going. And I feel maybe a bit of it is you almost get addicted to this person because you do want to please them. You do want to make them happy. And and you do feel that you are the problem. Mm. And Mm. that's not a healthy environment. Yeah. So we're going to check that right because what I can hear is happening there is that you're in a relationship with someone who's a bit of a chameleon. Therefore, they're changing themselves to suit an ideal of something that they think that you want, something that you've described or, you know, I find this attractive in a partner and I'm all about this. So they start to shift and change themselves into uh, a projection that they think you're going to want, but it's not sustainable long term. They can't maintain it. And then what I heard can be happening there as well is they're externalizing all of this stuff on you. So then what you do is you start to think that it's yours. So you start to doubt yourself. And you start to think maybe you need to be somebody else. Whereas at first, you know, that was mirrored. That came from the other person first. So we're going to check in. Is this mine or is this my partner's? And what am I going to choose to do with that? Yeah. But, you know, that's happened to me as well. In my last relationship, um, I can recall at the beginning how, how much I wanted to be in a relationship. So that was kind of like the main aim at the start of that. That was just like, this is so exciting to be a part of this and to be falling in love. But what I actually fell in love with was his potential. I didn't fall in love with him and his actions. And I let that projection of him, this kind of chameleon that he was showing me, where he was listening to all the things that were important to me and making those things important to him. Those weren't sustainable long term. So those became clear over time with his actions that he wasn't that person that he first led me to see. And then it was really hard to then acknowledge that he wasn't that person because I kept kind of struggling to to meet maybe I needed to change myself so that he could be a better version of himself. So we kind of get really caught up. And then, like the next question is, well, how do we recognize that we're caught up in something like that? Like, what was that like for you? How did you know that you were stuck in that dynamic? It it was friends, friends finally saying, you know, when, so in this particular relationship, I went back three times after three breakups. um, And when you're in something and people see you're in love, they're less inclined to say something, um, even though they may see something. Because I know I've been in that position as well, where I've seen something in someone and 
maybe I'm going to speak up because that's the sort of a fucker I am. Um, but some of my friends did not at the time and they're doing it out of respect because they see what's going on and they want you to be happy. But then when something happens, they're like, well, person isn't for you. They're, you know, they're controlling, they're this, they're that, they're the other. Um, can you not see it? And you're like, why didn't you tell me this before? So then you start, then that's, that's when there's a bit of a paradigm shift. You're, you're, you start looking at things and fuck, maybe, maybe you were right. You know, uh, so a little bit of fucking uh, annoyance. Why didn't you tell me this before? But I understand why they didn't. Uh, you kind of have to learn, you have to, when you're in love, you're blinded by that stuff. Fucking, like the, the sun shines out of that other person's arse no matter what they do to you or how they make you feel you're still there and, and the shittiness that happens you're you're willing to throw a blind eye on it so if someone when you're in love if someone says something ill about that person you would drop a friend you would drop a family yeah member. you know you're willing to do that because you're blinded by this stuff and mm-hmm. it, you really have to go on the journey yourself you have to yeah. You're not at the point just yet to be like, oh, actually, I do see what you're talking about because the blinkers are on. So it was after the breakup, probably the third one, <laughs> that I was like, fuck, okay, this this isn't top of the pops here. This there's some there's definitely something that right. I I need to really look at what's happening here. Is this all me? Um, or is this coming from the other person? And 100 percent there's there's parts of it that was definitely me as well, but I'm trying here. And I feel like I'm putting in a lot of effort and it's still not working. Mm. Some, something's got to give. So yeah. I think to answer that question, the, the shorter answer would be, it, it was, it's, it's getting to a certain point yourself in the journey of whatever it is, the relationship. And then, mm. and, and, and then seeing things with a different perspective. Sometimes it takes mm. going through the shit a little bit, but your friends, you know, talk to people that are around you because they'll see. Um, my parents don't live here in Australia. They live, live back in Ireland. But when I'm talking to them, when I was talking to them, talking to them about this particular, even, even my mum, she, she never met the person. Like They were like, mm, there's plenty more fish in the sea, Damien, that haven't been caught. And that's a good way of saying like, and like I'm like, where'd that come out of? You know, but she could tell. She could tell by me because she knows me, you know? So, yeah. So your friends and your family know you the best. So they can see very well from the outside what's going on and what's happening with the energy. Um, So they're such a good reflection point of who you are and and what suits you well. Because something that's working really well is going to be obvious from the outside. Just as something that's not working well is going to be obvious from the outside. So checking in with your friends and family or paying attention to some of their little comments can be helpful. Absolutely. Yeah. Also, and like what happened for me was recognizing this emotional dysregulation that was happening and some gut feelings that were happening that I was ignoring. So your gut will often tell you as well, Oh, that didn't feel good. That doesn't seem right. And we avoid and we ignore because that's that, feels like the easier thing to do I don't know about you but that was certainly my experience of you know really being invested in an outcome here really invested in this working but my gut was constantly telling me this is not right yeah and that good thing is mad isn't it because like I I like my gym and I like to eat a lot and I went from like 
<laughs> my regular training to fucking not even able to eat in the morning, waking up with this constant yeah. horrible gut feeling. And almost to the point I was like, okay, maybe I'm dealing with anxiety here. Maybe I need to go on medication for this. You know, I'm trying all, fuck that shit. And I was constantly there. And it was always in this person's presence when we'd be, when there'd be interactions, it'd just, it'd be sitting there. And what my friends would say, you're not you when you're with that person. And I could mm-hmm. feel it myself because I would be on edge, like I would be uneasy. And yeah, that you, that's impossible to live with. But again, you, yeah. you ignore it, you, you suppress it. You, know, you blame other things that's going on in your life. Oh, this is, oh, it's probably because I didn't get good sleep last night. Oh, I probably ate something. You know, you know, all these other bits and pieces, but really and truly, it's your it's your body telling you mm. you're doing something wrong here. Yeah. So your body's always it's always got the truth. And we just need to have that time to kind of check in. Um, how is my body responding to this person? How's my body feeling about this person? And that can come across in so many ways, like noticing how you give affection to them. Is there anxiety about being rejected there? Is there, you know, um, are things kind of pulling up in in, um, in the bedroom because there's stuff like this is going on? So you can really listen to what your body is telling you about the situation uh, from the inside so that you can get that internal review, just like there's the external of your friends and your family telling you, how things are looking as well. Good. So we went down like a little bit of a track here, but we're talking uh, in this Honesty Box edition, we were talking a little bit about bringing some more. uh, Oh, you've got got mine too. Yeah, giddy up. (laughs) Just both here sucking on protein shakes as we're talking this through. Yeah, so we're talking about honesty in dating and relationships, and that's really what I've got from the things that you've been sharing this week that I was really interested to talk to you about. So tell me some more about some things that you wanted to expand upon of how we can bring more of that into today's society rather than less of it and avoiding difficult conversations. Well, I think a lot of uh, a lot of stuff nowadays is people need, feel they need to put forward a certain image, a certain persona, a certain um, uh, view of themselves to be attractable. Is that the word? Is that a good word to use? To be attractive to the opposite sex or to uh, just society in general. And you see that a lot on social media. It's just like there's these, you know, very doctored images and people promoting a a certain lifestyle that just looks absolutely ridiculous and we do we we look at that and like oh yeah and i think we feel a lot of people maybe feel it's probably i'm i'm going quite broad on this at the moment but a lot of people feel maybe this person i'm following this person because they got all these likes and whatnot and you know if i if i promote myself as something similar even though it's not the life I live you know I'm going to get that as well I'm going to get that attention I'm going to get the eyes on me um and it's 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 false and you just take that down to the level where it's you know going on a date or set up a tinder profile you know people will exaggerate themselves 
to see and, and, and almost assuming what this other person likes. You don't fucking know. You can, you can get match someone on a Tinder profile and you don't fucking know that person until you spend an hour in their presence at least. Because on, and when you're messaging someone, you can sit down, you can put the phone down, you can read their message and you can construct the optimal message to send back. But when you're sitting face to face with someone, you have to respond. You can't go, oh, I, I like your question. Give me two minutes. And fucking, you know, think about Google a response. Oh, Google. What, <laughs> what would this person, good responses to a fucking Tinder, a, a Tinder message. Like that's what, that's what goes on. People do that. Yeah. So in, in another way as well, like people will also wear a mask in a relationship. I've, I had a mate, like me and him were pissheads. And we'd be out every motherfucking weekend, like the, two, three nights of the weekend, just on the sauce, acting the maggot. He's an Irish guy as well. It's just what we do. Not that I do it all the time now, but it's like, we used to be at this the whole time. And over here in Australia, we got with this chick. And I remember I was over in his house and he was telling me the story. I met this chick online and whatever. He met up with her and he was chatting away. And he was oh, she's like, she's not really big into drinking. And I was like, oh, did you tell her you are? He said, no, man, I only like drink once a month. I'm like, mate, shut the fuck up. You're out with me every fucking three, four nights of the weekend. And he's, no, mate. And he got annoyed at me. I'm like, don't fucking crack the shits uh, when she finds out that you're a, a pisshead, just the same as me. I went down the road because you, you're going to behave now. And that's what he would do. He'd behave. Um, and then he could only go out uh, once a month with me. And I'm like, mate, you're fucking changed. This is bullshit. What's, what's going on? Because he wanted, like, he, he built up this persona. And then he had to, you know, follow it. Then he would, when he would come out with me, he'd complain that she would get annoyed at him about going out an extra weekend or two. I'm like, mate, you done that to yourself. You mm. sold a version of yourself to that girl and that's what she fell in love with. And now you're cracking the shits that she's annoyed that you're going out two, three nights of the, the, the month. Mate, that was on you. 100% on yeah. you. You know, it's that sort of shit. Yeah, so he's kind of dug that hole, right? Yes, himself. And this is the thing. You, you, if you, if you're going to do that in whatever way it is, even females will do it to males. They will use their sexuality, and that's the fucking honey trap I fell into. I was like, oh yeah, just here we go. And um, that's not all we are. Let's not reduce females to. Absolutely sex. not. No, absolutely not. But some women do use their sexuality. They do. They, and they, they, that's their trump card when if something's wrong, if you get annoyed at them for something or an argument happens, then all of a sudden it's like, oh, but you know, and then they're like, you know, if they do it, they do it. And I'm not saying boys are any in, any more innocent. It's the same shit either, either side of the fence. But you create this um, persona, this scenario for yourself, you got to live it then. Mm. But how long can you maintain that for before the cracks start to show and before mm. the real you actually does come out? And the, my thing is here is like, if there's a conversation happening at the very beginning and you're thinking, oh, that's not exactly in line with like what I want to do, regardless of what it is, mm. you know, let's just take for the example, you like to go out, you like to party and the person that you're meeting, oh, I don't. Just that example. Mm. Well, it's okay mm. to be like, well, that's what I do. It's it's part of what I am. Possibly in the future, it's something that'll burn out of me. But at the moment, I like to fucking get demented at the weekend. 
Now, regardless of that uh, conversation, that person across the table from me, well, that's fine with me, but I'm not interested in that. Okay, go your separate ways. But what happened? What will happen is a lot of times is that won't happen. The person yeah. is like, oh, I don't like to go out. Well, I, I like, uh, or else the other way around, I do like to go out. Oh, I like to go out all the time. Um, and then that, that's what that other person doesn't like to do. And then they end up this relationship and they're, they're exhausted all the time. And this is the, so this is the scenario. A simple, mm. honest answer at the very beginning will stop mm. this, this kind of vicious circle of lies that we'll have to build to keep this persona. Because that one small lie will multiply. Yeah. But also recognizing that it's totally okay to have different ideals to your partner. You don't need everything to line up. You don't need to be on the same wavelength with everything. You just need to be able to have a difficult conversation. You just need to figure out how to be honest with each other. Correct. Like, yeah. could I imagine going out with myself? I'd murder me. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> You know, that's the way you want. If you want someone... That I've been out with you and I can recognise them being like, oof, I, like, I need to have a break after this. And, yeah, I'm fucking, I'm a lot. I'm fucking... <laughs> Even I know that. Even I'm sitting on the couch, I'm like, will you ever shut up? I'm the only one on sitting on the couch. <laughs> need a break. <laughs> yeah, so it's the, it comes down to that. If you want all these things to match up, exactly, like in this person in your life to be doing all the same thing, you, you want to go out with yourself. And that's cool. If that's the sort of person you're looking for, good on you. I know for myself, that's not what I'm, I want. I want someone that's different, that different values, different ideas, to bring stuff into my life that is different. I'm very set in my ways, very old fashioned. I just do the, I eat the same fucking mince and rice for the last seven years. I fucking, I go to the same bath. For me, finding someone that wants to do different things is an advantage. It, mm. make, it makes me a better person. Yeah, it pushes you outside of that comfort zone and exposes you to uh, different ideas in life, different experiences. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Great. So um, I guess just furthering that conversation about wearing a mask, honesty can come in here in any way, right? from the very beginning. So we went from Tinder profile to first date to well into a relationship. You can start this at any at any time. But ultimately, the more honest you are, the more likely you are to get what you want, whereas people seem to think the opposite. Mm -hmm. So if I'm honest, I'm not going to get what I want. I'm not going to get my cake and eat it too. But, hey, if you just came to this arrangement and you said, well, what I would really like is an open relationship. That's the only thing that would work for me. Or what I would like is just, I'm just looking for a one-night thing. Or I'm actually looking for a committed relationship right now. And, and you know, so a one-night stand wouldn't suit me. Those kind of conversations need to happen more often as well. Absolutely. Mm. I, I and then be clear about, is that what you want? Check in with yourself. Why do people skirt around that stuff when it comes to that? What, what, is the, what is the reason people don't want to be honest when it comes to that stuff? Fear of rejection? Is that what it is? Fear of missing out? Missing out, yeah. Not getting... Is, is, it, is it driven by an insecurity? 
oftentimes when we're not honest about who we are, it's because it's driven by an insecurity. I cannot let this person see this very vulnerable side of me that I've got tucked away. So better that I go and I do this in secret. There you go. And that, like, that is leveled with shame. That is leveled with very difficult, dark emotions. But if we bring that kind of dark darkness into the light and we're to say, this is who I am. I'm someone who would like to have an open relationship. That's the thing that's going to work for me. Then own it. Absolutely. Yeah. And you let go of the shame. You let go of the discomfort in that as well. It doesn't mean that you'll never have an uncomfortable difficult conversation those are a fact of life but if you own who you are then you're going to help that part of you that doesn't feel totally confident in every situation yeah and and it will it makes well practicing those conversations even in a simple way with just with your friends just being super honest with your friends in any way shape or form will help these conversations later on but you know, it's it's one of those things. It's still it'll always be a thing. It'll always yeah. be a thing people where it's yeah. like, when it comes to those sort of we all have insecurities. We all mm. have fears. They all lie there. I don't think you're. I wouldn't say you're human if you if you were to say I don't have any. You know, does does that's unrealistic. <laughs> you know, like, it just it, yeah, we're gonna call you out on that bullshit. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, because like it's. It's um, part of the human condition to feel stuff. Um, you know, sadness, depression, anxiety, happiness, sad, like excitement, um, anxiety, fucking insecurity. They're all part of the same thing. And it's important that you feel it, but you make a decision. If you let it consume you or you let it take over. And and apart if you decide to let it take over, that's when the dishonesty comes in. But you're being dishonest to yourself more than that. Yeah, that's a really lonely place, isn't it? That's a really dark place to be. Um, there's lots of negative emotions that can come up in that where we're kind of diving more into the darkness rather than allowing ourselves to come back out of it. So it's counterintuitive to do that. Um, so we need to make it more okay to be honest about where you're at, no matter where you're at. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what I so admire about you because you're making it okay to be honest about where you're at, no matter where you're at. Um, and making it okay to have conversations about difficult things that people don't usually talk about. Mm, yeah. And then quite my question, when you're in a relationship, and then you have, you do try to be honest with your significant other, um, but they are not willing to listen or reciprocate. Like what, what then? You know, you want to be honest, like, and, and you're trying to be honest, but this person isn't liking your honesty, we'll say. Um, what do you do in a situation like that? Have you been in a situation like that? Yeah, many times. Okay. Um, Trust your gut, number one. So if you're the person who's being honest um, and you're getting whatever reaction you're getting back, just trust your gut and how you're feeling about that, about how you feel about their, their response. You have no control over the way your partner or the other person is responding to that information. That's on them. 
there is a whole world, a whole lifetime of experience that has led up to that moment and for that person to react the way that they have. We don't know what's triggering them. Maybe we do because we have that kind of relationship where we know more about them. But recognise that maybe whatever is being triggered there, that negative reaction has nothing to do with you. Maybe it's about that person um, and their experience and whatever is coming up for them. So the best we can do is try and help them to understand what's going on for them. Ask the question, what's happening here? Like I noticed that you, you seem upset or that that conversation didn't go the way I thought it might. What just happened there? And they have a choice whether they want to be honest there or not. And your gut will tell you whether they are. If you still feel some something's off in your gut with whatever they say back to you, then that's that's your hint that maybe something about what they've said isn't totally hitting home. Maybe they're not being true to themselves in that in that situation. Yeah, they're not fully they're not fully giving you what you need to hear, or not not not. Yeah. What, so it's not. I said that the wrong way. What you need to hear. It's never what you need to hear. It's what they need to say. No. They need to say yeah so what you can hold is that you've been honest that you've shown up in the relationship and you've maybe held that value if that's what's important to you and that's awesome you need to congratulate yourself for that but then you cannot control the other person's behavior they have total choice and control about what they want to do with that but if you're going to hold true to that value for yourself and you're going to be authentic, if you're going to be the best version of yourself, even if you've messed up, even if you've messed up and you've said, I've messed up with someone, that is still you being the best version of yourself. To call yourself on that and be like, I'm a human being. I make mistakes. Yeah. That is solid. And I'm going to own it. Yeah, that is solid advice there. I think that's a lot of people need to hear that because that's what happens sometimes in relationships. People do know how to be honest. But then it's it, it, the way it's re um, received by the other person puts uh, you back on the, the back foot because you're like, fuck, oh, that, they're, not, they're not happy about my honesty. So maybe I need to stop my honesty yeah. or not. Yeah. You know, so what you just said there is like, know that you're being true and you're getting it off your chest and you have no control over their reaction, but don't let that affect the way you continue to operate. Yeah. So you have influence over their reaction in a sense of you can communicate something really badly. <laughs> you know, we've all done that before. We've all communicated something and it's just gone south because it's come out not the way that we meant it or, you know, it's our, our infliction in the way that we've said it or we sworn or we were angry when we said it. It come out the wrong way. We've all done that. We've all been there. Even when you're meant to be a psychologist, you do that. <laughs> <laughs> But we've got to recognise as well, it's a good thing for you to even be willing to have that conversation. So we've got influence over maybe how somebody else is going to take information, but we do not have control over their reaction. That is totally up to them. They might have a negative reaction, go away and come back and go, I've thought about that. And now I'm willing to have a discussion about that. That's going to work better. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, it's complex, right? When you've got two people with different histories and life experience coming together, you just, 
you get triggered, you mirror each other's stuff. It's a great place to learn, but it can be a really hard environment sometimes. When you learn how to have difficult conversations and how together you want to manage the difficult conversations or you want to manage the disagreements, it's going to help a lot. Yeah, absolutely. And going on from that a little bit. So let's say a relationship is ending or ended um, and there isn't kind of clarity. One person obviously wants to leave the relationship, but the other person wants the relationship to keep going. Uh, and this person wants kind of like they, they hunt and they want to know reasons. In a scenario like that, do you demand a reason why this is happening? Or do you have, do you just go, all right, you're off. Uh, see you later. I have no idea why you left me. Because <laughs> um, what, what, like that obviously can breed insecurities into, into a person even more if there's already insecurities there. Obviously, I'm not good enough. There's that person uh, had seen something else that was better than me. It's, you know, where do I go from here? No one is ever going to love me again. That's what can happen. Other people will maybe learn and see, look at the relationship later on and, well, understand, well, it wasn't a good relationship. And it's a good thing that person isn't in my life anymore. In a scenario like that, like what is what is a, an appropriate... Do not take all the ownership. Don't take all the ownership. Do not take all the ownership of something that's happened between two people. Sometimes in life, there are situations where somebody needs to take the responsibility. And that is where there's abuse dynamics and there's, you know, there's stuff that is really negative um, way of behaving in relationships that's going on when it's manipulative, manipulative rather. When that stuff's going on, then you can kind of say, well, look, you need to sort your shit out. You've got a problem here. Um, Ultimately, there is always a way that we can look at what we are doing in something, but we don't need to take full responsibility for that. So there's two people in a relationship. If it didn't work out, then there's something about even the person who wants to be in that relationship, there's something that's not working for them. Maybe they're just not being honest about what didn't work. Ultimately, if someone doesn't want to be with you in a relationship, you need to leave. It doesn't matter what the reason is. If someone is not investing their energy and their love and their warmth in you, why would you give it to them? Ultimately, I think it comes down to that. You're going to love yourself enough to not take that, to let it go. It doesn't mean that that person is not good enough. It doesn't mean that you're not good enough. It doesn't mean that you're unlovable or unworthy or any of that crap that we tell ourselves. It just means you you weren't suitable. There's going to be somebody else who suits you better. There's going to be some other job, some other situation that suits you better too. Yep. So people need to hear well it was brief but i thought i had to draw a hard line on that one good good and it's good because there's people in my circle i know at the moment and they they're going through stuff you know and it's it's understanding and it's 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 a variety of different elements and that's going on but that that that's a particular one that you know you hear a lot about you know someone's in the relationship and another person wants out but this person doesn't want it to 
end and yeah it can be it can be a tricky one for as, as a friend sometimes how how you negotiate that yeah um but i like that it's like you're not responsible for both parties it's a 50 50 yeah and maybe even help your friend to recognize what's not working for you mm-hmm Tell me, like, what are the pros and cons? What was working for you in that relationship? What is working for you now that wants that person back? What's not working? What didn't work? And probably in this situation, this is going to outweigh itself because we still got this fact that this partner's gone. They, you know, they've left the relationship. Their energy's not there anymore. It's elsewhere. So this is just going to take you to more hurt, more pain, as long as you chase them. Why, why are you choosing that for yourself? Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Mm. And then the scenario where you're in a relationship and there's a person that, I suppose, like requires a lot from you in the relationship. You know, they, they, it's it's no matter what you're doing for them, it's, it never seems like it's enough. And it's, it's always that, you know, I, well, I, I need you for this. And I, I like, you know, without you, I can't do that. And maybe the person that's here feels somewhat a little bit trapped. Maybe they're not, not looking for an out in the relationship, but maybe they feel like this, this is a, a huge drain on my energy here. Um, like in a scenario there, like that scenario, what's your, what's your view there? What's, what's going on in that relationship? Well, it's interesting because this topic of energy drain has come up for me before um, in a sense of I pay attention to that now. So if I'm feeling that energetic drain rather than someone is adding to the, the good things of my life, they're like a bonus to my life that's already very full. You know, that's important. My life is already very full. Anybody I meet on top of that is a bonus to that. Anybody I meet as a part of that, I would like to be the same to them as well. So if there's an energy drain, that kind of tells me there's something here that's not working. There's something here with this other person that they perhaps need to recognise within themselves that's creating codependency. They're not meeting their own needs in some way So therefore there's a drainage or there's something that's happening in the relationship that's not working well. So there's this energy drain, which again is part of that emotional dysregulation because you're going to have all kinds of emotions when you're in that kind of dynamic, aren't you, where there's an energy drain. You're going to feel that in your body. Your body might start responding or you might notice anxiety in your body. You might notice the feeling. That's your hint. We just need to go into that a little bit more and figure out what's happening here. Yeah. If we're honest with ourselves. It seems a lot of the running theme here is it, it, it boils down to you, isn't it? Yeah. It boils down to you, regardless of the scenario you're in. It's how are you? And yeah. What's going on for you? Yeah. And talk about it, right? You you mentioned that. Talk about it with your family and friends. Tell them about this is my process. I'm unsure of this. I've had these feelings or I'm feeling drained or I'm feeling like I need a lot from my partner and I'm not getting it and I don't understand it. Just be honest about it. Talk about it. So then you can have that reflection and get some help with it. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like even me, um, I'm meant to have all the answers. Sometimes I don't in my own life. Sometimes I'm going to talk to my family and friends. I'm going to go and talk to a psychologist or a supervisor and go, what am I doing? What's going on here? Because I've got these glasses on that I'm fully engaged and connected with my emotions. So I can't see what's happening. The glasses are preventing me. The blinkers are preventing me from seeing what's happening. So it's totally natural to need to talk it out, to need to connect to other people who support you and who you feel uh, you're able to be vulnerable with and you can trust. You're going to have those conversations no matter who you are. There's no shame in that. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And this and this is a shout out to the boys that might be listening here. It's like, it's okay to fucking talk about this shit, you know? Um, it, like, if you're a, a one of the boys that your mate is going through a, a shitty time, fucking it's okay to be there and it's okay to listen. Um, and it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to fucking cry. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. And, and if, if you have a friend that isn't willing to listen to this stuff, you need a new friend. It's as fucking simple as that, man. Like, you know, don't fucking hang around with piss heads that fucking don't um, fucking want to be there for you at your lowest ebb uh, and are not willing to listen to your stuff. You know, I, I, that, that shit grinds my gears because fucking we have the same emotions. Male, female, doesn't matter. It's that they're there. And girls are very, very good at you know, flocking around when there's stuff going on and, you know, getting the Kleenex and the, the fucking, the, the, the Andrix puppy and the fucking, and the ch- whatever, just you're there. You know this, it's like an, a, a, it's a, a natural instinct. But for boys, it's getting better. I will say, like, I have a group of fucking fantastic, I want to, I want to call them lady boys. <laughs> I'm going to call them that. They're not lady boys. But they're fucking fin- just unbelievable lads. And, and it doesn't matter. doesn't matter what the, 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 the issue is. We're not afraid to talk about it. Like, and it, it can, the, the way the phone calls happen sometimes between us is like, someone, hey, this is what's happening. And it's not even a hello. And that's good. There's no build up into it. There shouldn't need to be a build up into it. It's like, this is the shit. Right, talk to me. Do you need me to call around? Do you want me to bring the Andrix puppy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's great you know you've found your tribe you've found people that you can be honest with and by you guys having that dynamic you can spread that out to other people because if you're like that with each other then you kind of advertise that to the rest of the world and that's what we need we all need to be more open to be human beings together and go through difficult and joyful times together and just share that absolutely that's cool. emotions are difficult yeah. Um, we think that we should only have the positive ones, but that's not true. We're not, you know, we haven't evolved to only experience positive emotions. We're meant to feel the negative ones as well. Um, we need to have that range of emotional experience. Everybody feels uncomfortable crying. Everybody feels uncomfortable when you get triggered and your stuff comes up. So be there for your friends and be there for each other. It's pretty, it's pretty simple. Pretty simple. Know that everybody finds it hard. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it doesn't even have to be relationship shit stuff. It's just stuff. Anything. Anything. Because there's going to be a time in your life where you're going to need someone there for you. You So do the best for your friends. Yeah. They're valuable fuckers. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that we maybe we got through our first episode of the Honesty Box crack pit. Yeah. Not Have so we? <laughs> the idea with the crack pit was like we shite talk about fucking drinking, training, UFC, drugs, steroids, whatever the fuck. But um, yeah, look at this. This is an, an unexpected turn for any listener of the, 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 the crack pit, but it's good. I like it. The honesty box. <laughs> All right. Well, maybe we can say see you until next time or just see you for good. Who knows? What's yeah. the space? Well, we'll make yeah, we'll make this a regular now and you'll be you'll be coming down to Melbourne shortly and we'll do we'll have more points on this topic to talk about and maybe even more topics. So yeah, maybe send some things in if you're if you're interested. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, boys and germs, thanks for listening to the the crack page honesty box. This is probably episode one, really, of, of the new angle. Don't worry, we'll still talk about drug, sex, and rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks for tuning in. Giddy up. <laughs> <laughs>